Good evening and welcome to another edition of 48 Shades of Football, everyone's favourite English language podcast about the K-League. And we're back. Everyone's back. Paul's back. Uh, Nassango's back. Uh, Joe's back. Tom's back. Alistair's not back. He's the Phantom's somewhere in a soju tent down in Hindi Beach sending photographs of general frogs. Uh, but most importantly, the K-League's back. And even more importantly, Suwon FC are back at the top table. Joe Quinn, what can what this get started with you? What do you think? Happy, ecstatic? Are you still cheering Anbyongun's 95th minute dodgy VAR penalty? I'm getting the next 20 minutes to myself then, aye? Pretty much. <laughs> um, obviously, this seems to be the, the talking point for, for many, many pundits. Obviously, there's been a huge overhaul at the club. Has been met by mixed reactions. Obviously, 29 players out is amazing, but um, and 17 in, which you know, when you say 29 out, uh, it sounds horrific. But going through them, half of them hardly contributed, if at all, last season. Uh, there are some big names who who have gone, but I'm going to go straight off the bat and say, you know, I've I've seen a lot of comments. There's too many changes and and uh, how they're going to gel and all this kind of thing. Most most key league teams are the same, you know. 29 excessive, don't get me wrong. Of course it is, and 17 in. But there's, I think, like, Pohang and, and Gangwon have got more in, I think they've got 18 in. Last season, our first game of the season against Dejon, only two of the players were there from the previous season. There's all these kind of things that happen. And all I'm going to say, we've signed experienced players. They do need to gel, so nothing is guaranteed. But in my opinion, I'll miss maybe three, four of the players I'd like to have stayed. But... In my opinion, if we started the season with the last season squad, we would have been certainties for relegation. What you got to remember, everybody's upset, but so when I see that romp K2, you know, they finished second. <laughs> they got a fortuitous decision in the playoff game that saw them go up. And then uh, under normal circumstances, they would have still have had another game to play, you know, with Inchon. So, you know, it's not as if it was a team that was sweeping everybody beside them. They had a great season. Uh, on the fifth biggest budget in K2, but that squad would not have survived K1 at all. Now, there's no guarantees the current squad will. I hope they do, obviously. But I'm glad that they've given it a bash. I get the impression that maybe there's a bit of, oh, stay in your lane. You know, what you're doing, trying to, try to compete, going and getting players like Junbuk and Ulsan and all that We Suwon. And who do you think you are? Well, they're giving it a try. If it works, a bit of a no-win situation. If it works, ah, well... What about the guys? If it doesn't work, oh, they should have kept the guys that got them promotion. Right. Um, who knows? I'm looking forward to it. Uh, let's hope that positivity stays. So you really weren't joking when you said you were going to take the first 20 minutes to yourself, right? <laughs> so, um, wow. So, yeah, I mean, 29 out, as you said, like, um, you know, some some names that probably, you, you, as you said, that you might have wanted to keep, like Young Jin, you know, like uh, the Japanese boy as well, he... Did he stay? Did he end up going to Gangwon or did that fall through? Or did... He went to Gangwon, yeah. He went to, 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 to Gangwon, yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot of changes, but, I mean, every club has made a lot of changes. I mean, uh, another team that's not kind of sitting pretty, waiting to get relegated or fall into the playoffs again is uh, my favourite team, obviously, in the K-League, uh, FC Seoul. Paul, you've brought in a couple of signings. Uh, you brought in, obviously, Judas, Judas Nah. As he's going to be forever <laughs> referred to on this podcast. Uh, so Nasang Ho has uh, left Songnam and back to FC Tokyo and then went to FC Seoul. And the big one, I guess, is the boy from Pohang, Pilosevic 
or whatever his name is. I always get his name wrong. Uh, happy, Paul. Happy with the obviously new manager as well, but happy with the moves. Happy with the players that you've signed. Um, it's been quite a low-key preseason, I think, for me. I haven't really been paying attention. The the one thing I would say is it's been obvious that Sol have lacked a striker for years and years, ever since Dejan left. Uh, hopefully, Pulisovic will be the guy that comes in and scores a hatful and takes us back to the top where we belong. Beyond that, um, they seem to have been scoring a lot of goals in uh, pre-season, although I've not seen Pulisovic's name on the score sheet. Uh, normally, Sol are really poor in pre-season, so hopefully this means that they'll be coming out of the, the gates running with a, a massive win down at Chombuk for the first time in probably since they won the league down there. So he is actually uh, the most expensive incoming transfer uh, so far. Uh, I guess the transfer, the transfer window is still open, right? But he's like the most uh, expensive player. Allegedly signed for uh, 1 million euros. Um, so like another kind of Thiago Murala situation where Pohang had the guy on loan from uh, Nacional. Don't know how much they were involved in him not staying another year and moving to FC So, uh, We'll be interesting to see if he still has that same I agree, big man, I hate FC So as well comment that he made when I met him outside the Sheraton Hotel uh, the day before <laughs> or the day of the FC So game. Maybe I'll see him again and we can share our memories um, of him scoring <laughs> twice, I think, that day. Um, but yeah, I mean, FC So, like, uh, piss poor for the last couple of seasons. But got to say, I mean, you know, the, the the biggest or the most expensive player coming in. Statement of intent. Uh, I mean, do you think they're they're trying to get back in, in the ACL, trying to get back in the top of the table again? Uh, last year, they were really, really awful, right? The year before that, they started off well and then fell off a cliff around about the summer break. Uh, at least they've made a few signings this year, which actually shows some intent. Um, and the manager seems to have them playing some attacking football, so... I've had too many false dawns in recent years to be optimistic, but tiny bit of optimism. Every time someone says false dawns, I think about my ex-girlfriend. And um, anyway, uh, let's quickly let's quickly uh, move on from that one. Yeah, uh, I'm sure she doesn't listen. Um, the, like obviously another team close to my heart, Tom. Obviously very close to your heart is Songnam, who themselves haven't sat back this um, transfer window, and they've actually allegedly. Uh, committed, not actually spent, but committed to something like uh, half a million euros uh, for two players. One is uh, Mulich, another one is Bus. Paul, you remember Bus from his days at Sheffield Wednesday? <laughs> no, I don't really remember. He scored, what, one goal in eight appearances, something like that? Yeah, and I think it was one goal in eight minutes. I think he played a grand total of eight minutes across those eight appearances as well, yeah? Uh, uh, and uh, I mean, the comment from the uh, postman was very impressive. About a boost, wasn't it? I don't remember. <laughs> I think it was something like I've 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 been a season ticket holder for fifteen years and I know every single player and I've never heard of them. <laughs> something uh, like that. Yeah. Everybody remembers Boost because he had his own chant, like like where everyone would go Boost. <laughs> and that was it. So not not about like his on, on field performances, no. like his name as well. <laughs> the, the, the rumors. I mean, according to uh, transfer market, I mean, I'm basing all the, all these figures on transfer market. And what's quite funny is the guy that actually originally ran or started transfer market has come out and, and admitted that he just makes things up, and he just kind of sits and, and picks a number that he thinks someone's valued at. And actually, a lot of pundits and kind of bloggers have been taking it seriously and thought it was uh, thought it was accurate. Yeah, but apparently, uh, bus was signed for three hundred thousand uh, euros. 
and Mulic is a committed fee of two hundred thousand euros. Uh, Tom, I mean Mulic is six foot seven. Uh, Bus, I don't know what he comes in at. Um, we also signed Richard as well. I mean Kim didn't play a foreigner for most of the season last year, and now he's betting splashed out money on three. Um, what's your thoughts on that one? To be honest, like there's a lot of. Um... Factions in among Songnam fans, you know, like Paul might be laughing at it because uh, you know we're being famous. Well, not, not many numbers in, amongst our crowd, but uh, even amongst our fans, like there's the factions, and then uh, the faction on my side is more like goes very uh, very against the uh, Kim Nam Il <laughs> since yeah. he's day one. And uh, what we thought in the first time is uh, why the club didn't give the same money to the Nam Gil when was here. <laughs> he, Nam Gil got zero money for his players. And he just ran uh, the team somehow and got a better result out of the whole league than the Kim Namil achieved last season. Yeah. But um, for this season, I think like it's optimistic. Is uh, surprisingly, even though the, uh, the there were good players for last uh, seasons, the uh, Songnam, including the Uzbekistanis, they didn't pay well. I would be surprised if if the team would perform. But the problem was like it's not about the foreign players because the foreign players got a lot of um, the chances. It go anything can go wrong, you know. In our previous episode, we talked about like the Busan's uh, English adventure through the uh, cookies and such, and then all the yeah. kind of young Porterfields imports. Same to that. Even you bring like kind of um, even Premiership players, you never know if they're gonna be successful down here or not. And in the same meaning, I think it's a uh, the very um, interesting signing. Because uh, it's a kind of gamble. Because uh, usually K League managers tend to bring the players from the overseas, like the from the market they know well. For Kim Namil, it's a bit of random scout. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I mean, they like last year he he brought a couple. I mean, Na came from Japan. Uh, you know, he seemed to know the Japanese market. There was a the left left back left winger who I think has now joined the army. Uh, he right. came from Japan. There was another couple of players. Uh, and this year, it just seems as if, yeah, these guys have just come come from nowhere. Really. Nowhere. I mean, like, <laughs> I mean and, and, and they're two big strikers. I mean, that's the thing as well. He, I don't think he actually played. I mean, he, he famously started against Super One Blue Wings with no striker. Uh, and then he goes and spends like 500,000 euros on, on two strikers. It just seems a little bit weird, a little bit strange. But we've obviously, you know, lost a lot of players as well. I mean, like Super One FC. I mean, we actually... The one of Su Wan's players, or one of our sightings, was was Yang, who started the season fantastically until such time as Kim sure. believed that he was to blame for the Pohang game, and we lost five 0 I think it was, and mm. he dropped half the team after that. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's I think I mean as long as we finish above Su Wan, I think that's the main. Any Su Wan, either one of the two of them, to be perfectly honest, I'll take. But yeah, it's definitely it's it's definitely strange to see him spend that amount of money on foreigners when he doesn't really seem to be able to manage them properly at all. Yeah. True. So we talked about all those ins and outs of Suwon, Joe, but you've got a theory that they're actually, they're all connected, right? Or most of it is connected, right? Uh, and is that a theory that you're going to be coming out with Hyundai emblazoned across your 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 strip maybe halfway through the season or at some point? I think it just goes back to what you're talking about there, we, you know, they generally go with what they know and that's why the Songnam signings are a bit of a surprise. You know, 2019, uh, we got our GM in from Ulsan. Then last year, we got the coach in from Ulsan. So they've got connections, obviously. 
still with Old Sands. That's why you're seeing like experienced players who are on the fringes, like you know, Puck uh, Juho, who's getting on in years. Um, your man that was at Seoul last season, that been at Song Nam, he's Yoon. Is it Yoon in it? Yeah. Had a main block there. So you no, know, they've came directly, as has the <coughs> excuse me, the new captain, I believe. Um Jong Dong Ho, is it? Uh yeah, I'll, I'll get up to Nate's uh, speed with the names soon. Yeah, Jong Dong Ho was right. Yeah, so they they came, you know, three the three defenders there. Um, but also we're seeing people like Hanson Gyu and Lee Young Jae who have been through the Osan system and and quite possibly the youth system when Kim Do Gyun was in charge there. So it's all it's all about networking and that kind of stuff, and and they're using their contacts or, or past relationships to strengthen the team, get some experience in. That is a bit well, not a worry, of course. The experience is always good, but the squad is very not very old, but very few under twenty twos in the squad. I mean, I, I tried to count, I counted three. Now there there may be some others, but three of them that have got like one appearance between them. So that could be an Achilles heel for Sioux 1FC. Yeah. Uh, one of those is a goalkeeper, and I think there are two, two that aren't noted were midfielders. Uh, one was at Sioux 1 last season and played once, uh, and the other, yeah, I don't think he's played for anyone at all. So we've, we've built an experienced squad, but if the under-22 rule could still trip us up. But yeah, mentioned... I mean, we're, we've yeah we, we've used their Ulsan and Hyundai connections, yes. Yeah. So you, you mentioned uh, Hanson Gyu there. Uh, Paul, he was... Undoubtedly, uh, your best player towards the end of the season last year, right? Uh, he was he was one of the, the few shining stars in Seoul's season last year. So, kind of sad to see him go, to be honest. But for whatever reason, he he was only on loan at Seoul, right? So I guess his yeah. loan period ended, and maybe Chumbuk saw he was doing so well, so he decided to send him where, somewhere where he's not going to be that much of a danger overall. Because <laughs> <laughs> obviously, it's just so hard challenging for the title this year, yeah, under. Under uh, their 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 new manager, yeah. Um, that we mentioned John, but there, I mean, everyone's favorite favorite team to hate. I think everyone on this podcast despises Blue Wings, but uh, obviously John Book is, is is everyone's close second. Um, a couple of things about John Book. They did sign Pohang's for me their best player, um, Ilchichenko, the guy who was a thorn in uh, Songnam's side on a couple of occasions last year. That he he signed. I think that they, he cost about nine hundred and seventy-five thousand, just less than uh, FC Seoul paid uh, for the other Pohang player. But I guess the big news that kind of people—I mean, as long as I've been in Korea, people have always talked about you know what impact would the heroes have coming back into the league. You know, guys like Ki Sung Young. Obviously, there was the 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 slight chance that Son Young Min might be forced to play for the army, um, but thanks to Wang Yijo, that, that didn't happen. And like, you know, the big question was always if Park Ji Song ever came back, you know, how would how would the media be? How would they kind of they, they, would it be like a circus? Um but when I say back, he never actually ever played in in, in the key because everyone knows, yeah. He's at John Book. Paul, we'll start with you because I know how much you love Park Ji Song and John Book. Um Match Made in Heaven, he's there as an advisor. What 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 do you think? Um, what kind of things that they will, will he be advising them on after spending all that time at Man, City, at Man United? There's a lot of brown envelopes there. Is that, I don't know. I mean, uh, to be honest, I'm not exactly sure what his role is supposed to be. As when he was at Man United, he was some kind of global ambassador, right? Which presumably is to facilitate Koreans to spend money on Man United shirts. So he did do his his masters in football management, or what was it, football administration, right? At was it Leicester University? 
So it's not like he's completely clueless. He, he should have the knowledge to do something, but I'm, I'm not sure what they, exactly what they're expecting him to do. Uh, I guess we just wait and see. I mean, I mean, very interestingly, right, if you go on the green line and you go through Mooley, uh, Mooley is actually twinned with Park Son. I think it actually says Park Son Manchester United, Mooley Station or something like that, yeah? Uh, I wonder if they'll take that off now and change it. Probably the first thing he did was try and sign Pexton Ho, right? <laughs> I guess, well, yeah. And that failed. <laughs> so I was going to mention, I mean, um, obviously, Party Song is associated with Suwon. You know, there's, uh, he's got a youth academy here. Um, he's got Street. a road named after him, Party Song Gear. Um, so, yeah, close to associated with Suwon. End up in Jongbuk. Uh, Bexon Ho, associated with Suwon, looks like he's not going to end up in Jongbuk. <laughs> Uh, yeah, these legal contracts can be uh, fiddly, shall we say? I mean, you've you've led me on to a really good point, uh, Joe. I mean, obviously, we all know that Ki Sung Young would would have rather joined anyone but FC, so uh, he was kind of forced uh, back. Um, I think we talked about this a couple of times last year. Uh, you know, like these kind of legal contracts that say once you you know you leave a Korean club, you have to go back to that club again or something. Uh, the picks on whole thing seems to be that when he went to Barcelona, Suwon Blue Wings paid $300,000 or euros or pounds or something, like money for some reason, we don't know why. Uh, and apparently, yeah, he was coming back to John Book and that's all kind of fallen through. Uh, Paul, having benefited from one of those legal loopholes with Ki Sung Yong, who's now your captain, hilariously, um, do you think that a good thing, an archaic thing, do you think... Uh, do you, you think Pixel Ho should sue sue one Blue Wings so that we can get it out in the open finally and get them and get them all kind of abolished? What do you think? I thought we all, we all understood after the Carlos Tevez case that there shouldn't be any kind of third party ownership of players and stuff like that, right? And I'm not sure where that falls within that kind of scope. But I, I understand sort of saying for right of first refusal, but to have a kind of penalty fee to pay to get out of it, that's that's, that's almost like English teacher territory, isn't it? <laughs> that's why I'm still here I can't get out my contract and it's appeared like a million dollars you know what I mean so uh, they've got me but I think that the question I would love answered is what did that money that Suwon gave him or, or put towards his development go to I mean I would uh, and I could be wrong here but I'd assume that if you go to Barcelona if they scout you and bring you to Barcelona you're you're in their academy, is it La Masia, La Masia, I'm not sure. Um, they would be putting you up in dormitories with other youth players, uh, covering your strips and meals and all that kind of stuff. So I'm just wondering, what, where did that 300000 go? Did it go directly to Peck, his family? Uh, did it go to Barcelona's youth academy? I don't know. Uh, what was it actually for? That's the other question is, at the same time the Bex and Ho went to to Barcelona, so did Isangu, right? I mean, did did someone, did Blue Wings, pay three hundred thousand, whatever dollars, whatever it is, for Isangu as well? Did Seoul? Did Jombuk? Did Osan? Did Songnam? I mean, there was rumours that Isangu was supposed to be coming back. Actually, uh, he, I mean, he, he's had a pretty disastrous time. I, I mean, he's, I don't think he's going to realise his potential at any point in time. Uh, and there was rumours of him coming back. And at the time, uh, you know, like I read online, oh, he's got links to Suwon. Um, I don't know if that's, you know, if was, I don't know if he was born in Suwon or not, or if someone actually knew the ends of that of that contract back then. But um, I just wonder, you know, if 
if they scouted those two players at the same time, um, or, or as the phantom calls it, people trafficked those two players uh, at that time. Um, I'm assuming someone else paid Eastern Lewis three hundred thousand, right? I mean, I think I think it's, it could be the same cases for uh, Paul might be uh, being familiarised with is a uh, Park Ju Young's, you know, being paid by the Paul Hunt previously. But in that case, Park Ju Young's been in Brazil. You know what I mean? So. Brazil's maybe you they don't apply the same system as you might be in Barcelona because in Barcelona they offer you everything uh, for the Brazil you need to pay by your own. So um, as I think it's a really fair question about how much money like to go where. Uh, I'm wondering if uh, Sonung Min ever received any money because he was with Seoul's Academy, right? And then he mm. went to Germany first of all at the age of what sixteen something like that. I wonder if it, if there's a similar clause related to him that we don't know about. And also, I want to ask Joe, as someone who's who has a person within the uh, the K League Academy set up, have you not received three hundred thousand? And if not, why not? Yeah, I'm sure it's a an administrative error that no. But I mean, what I'll say is, my son, we don't pay towards his training or or, or his uniforms or any of that kind of stuff. We, if they <clears throat> go to winter training like they did last month, uh, we we will pay flight money. Uh, but accommodation and meals and uniforms and all that kind of stuff, uh, you know, we don't pay towards that. So, you know, I, I know of other people whose kids are in clubs not associated with a pro team and, and they're paying monthly quite a lot of money. So um, it'd, be, it'd be interesting if, if, you know, if Sue and Samsung at that time were paying for someone to be at Barcelona, but subsidising their own youth team. But even, even right. When did it go at 13 or something? Yeah. So even 300,000 over how many years, I don't know, but it's, you know, it's quite a, it's a fair chunk of money. Yeah, I, I even read the article, your article, even saying like even even Peck Sung-ho wished to pay the $300,000 by himself. He can go to Jumbo. If I were him, I would, I would do so. You know what I mean? He, like, he wants to do that. No, I mean, if, if he wants to. So um, I think if I were him, I, I'll choose to pay the money by myself. You know what I mean? You can just uh, do the bank loan. I mean, there seems to be like a big thing where like it's not just the um, you know like that kind of money. It's not just you know this verbal agreement or or, or whatever that he had in place with Blue Wings, but it's the fact that he apparently entered into talks with John Book and didn't tell Blue Wings that he was doing it, and potentially, probably, almost certainly didn't tell John Book that that 300,001 clause was there either. So, I mean, I guess the key thing was it was a little bit different. I mean, I, th- I think, I'm assuming Key knew he, that he had that that clause. Uh, I mean, I'm assuming, you know, like, so knew they'd put it in place, obviously. Whereas this kind of one with Pecks and Hosts seems to be as if it's just money that was given, but nothing really seems to have actually been kind of formally put down. And, the only thing I can think of is maybe Blue Wings paid money to send players to Barcelona to train them with the idea that they would come back one day. But it just seems a little bit weird that you would imagine that you would pay $300,000 for some guy to come back 10, 10 years later, 15 years later. It just, it just seems really strange. And again, it's just a matter of... If we, if we all know anything about the K-League, you can assume that 300000 didn't go to one person because there'd be a bunch of middlemen that took their cut as well. Sure. So maybe the, the Peck family got, I don't know, 150 and 50 to an agent and 20 to someone at Suwon who, who authorised the transaction and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, I mean, the thing as well, they're going to Barcelona and you, the aim is for them to succeed. You know, that's what you're hoping. So it, it seems a lot of money to, to give out on the off chance that 
he might fail and then end up back in the key league. I mean, as Paul suggested about Son Heung Min, did he have a deal? Does he have a, a similar deal with Saul? But <clears throat> will he ever be back in the K League, even if it's at thirty four or thirty five years old? Or, yeah, who knows? But no, no, yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> not, not that he doesn't have a deal, but no, he will never be back in the K League. There is more chance of me playing for a K League team. I'm not giving up that hope. If he plays in the K League, it'll be one of those things where he's aged like 55 and he comes on in the 85th minute when in a completely meaningless match and just turns out. And but you you would think if uh, I'm not sure what the uh, what what the limitation is around players so young, right? Someone if he was 13 at the time, but normally you'd expect them to do things like sell on clauses, right? We'll send him overseas if you sell him for a fortune to Darmstadt or wherever, then we'll take a cut of that. Yeah, it's just a weird situation that just makes really. It makes no sense that Bluebins would get involved in this and, and not have anything in place yet. But, I mean, it's becoming a bit of a Suwon-heavy podcast, and there is one more Suwon story that we really need to touch on briefly, um, and that is the news that from July, I think it is, uh, this year, that uh, Suwon FC will ground share uh, the Big Bird with Bluebins. Yeah? They're going to move out of the civil station for... Uh, as these councils call it, necessary renovations. Uh, not quite sure what that means. Uh, I think Songnam did it as well when they renovated Tanchon. That looked the exact same when, when I went back again, yeah? Um, so, yeah, Joe, I mean, like, how do you feel about that? I mean, like, having, you know, like, like being like the king of, of Suwon and Yongtang especially, I mean, will you be happy calling the Big Bird your home ground? Nah, this... Um... Obviously, it's not the first time it's, it'll have happened. It happened back in 2014. And when we we went to the uh, player introduction, pre-season player introduction in 2019, some uh, council got up, because the, the council got introduced as well, uh, and she actually mooted then the idea that they want they wanted to use Big Bird, although they just want a football-specific stadium or what. Um, so um, I wouldn't be surprised if it ends if it lasts further than the second half of this season, if Suwon FC stay up, if they get back down, then they'll probably end up uh, back in uh, Suwon Jonghap and Dongjang. But um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's a funny thing because there was something about Twitter kicked off a wee bit a while ago. And I think we need stuff to build rivalries. And that includes have your own stadium and, and all this kind of stuff. And you've got Suwon Derby at least three this year. And they're all midweek. You know, that's the kind of thing that I think the Key League should be promoting and, and building up a rivalry and, and so on. We've got possibly FC Seoul and Seoul Eland in the Cup. You know, I think football, are, it's not all about rivalry, of course it's not, but rivalries enhance it. So I, I would like to have our own stadium. <laughs> I think it was uh, 2016, you can correct me if I get that, if, if I get that year wrong, that uh, Suwon FC were in the K1. And um, the first Suwon derby... Uh, and I'm going to ask Paul in a second about, about this. The first Suwon Derby, they were they were selling official, uh, the, the club shops and everything were selling official half and half scarves, um, and it was you know like pride of Suwon across the both sides of the in the scarf and stuff. Um, I think they, it was a sellout actually. I mean, I think the game at Big Bird was definitely. I, th- I think the first one was a sellout anyway. And um, my question, obviously, to Paul is um, when it happens, finally. 
if it's in K1 or K2, because you, you never know with FC Seoul, right? Hopefully it'll be in K2. Uh, do you want to buy your half and half FC Seoul, Seoul Wieland, you know, like the Lions and the Leopards or whatever it is that you guys are called, I don't know, the Red Devils or whatever it is? I'm going to save my money for the half and half Seoul and Anyang one for when we go down to Anyang for the first time. <laughs> um, that's going to be a half cheetah and a half something else, yeah? Um, I'm sure Tom has a couple of words for what the other half will be that, that there's not a cheetah, yeah? I mean, it is true. Like, I think, Joe, I think me and you talked about this um, a couple of years ago when when Sonam came back up to K1 and uh, FC Seoul came to Moran and smashed their seats and destroyed the seats and stuff. And I was like, I really hate this club. And you were like, at least you've got a rivalry. And I was like, well, yeah, fair point. Do you know what I mean? It's like, and I think, you know, like some of these rivalries are, I think we do, we do need to kind of embrace them and encourage them a, bit, like a little bit more because it is a, it is a bit, it can be a bit stale, especially when you go to GS outside Seoul World Cup Stadium and all these Suwon Blue Wings fans are standing there talking to Paul. It's kind of a bit, it's a bit embarrassing, do you know what I mean? But anyway, we're so almost, almost it, done, though. obviously. It's the first one back. It would be folly of us not to uh, give our season predictions, obviously. Uh, we're not, are we going to talk about the games coming up this weekend? Does anyone even know who, who's playing who? Uh, we'll do the predictions for the weekend, obviously, and we'll do our season-long predictions. So let's start with the season ones. Uh, we'll start with our team and the team we hate most. Um, Joe, your team, Super FC, where will you finish? Seventh. So I don't. I cut out there. I thought you said seventh. I'm sure you said eleventh. Can you say it one more time, just clearer? Seventh. <laughs> and the team you hate most? It's impossible to say. Uh, John Book first. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's go up. Uh, actually, because there's two Songnam fans, we'll go down to Tom. Tom Songnam. Eleventh. Eleventh. The team you hate most? Sixth. <laughs> Blue Wings are going to finish sixth, yeah? <laughs> I didn't say that on purpose. Uh, Paul, FC Seoul are going to finish? First. First. Oh, God. He's got to ruin oh every podcast, God. right? First, and the team you hate most, Paul? Chumbuk. He's going to finish 12th. 12th. Um, After their whole squad is like forced to retire for being found out for being bullies. <laughs> that's for another podcast, yeah? Uh, for me, Songnam, uh, I'm going to say Songnam are going to finish uh, 10th, uh, or I hope more. Uh, and the team I hate most, Gyeongnam, uh, are going to finish in the K2. Why are you suddenly change it from so on? <laughs> I, I don't know really why, but I really despise Gyeongnam these days. Uh, no, the team in K1 that I, I probably can't stand the most has got to be Blue Wings. But I don't know, having watched them in the ACL, 7th, 6th or 7th. Mm. And FC Seoul was a close second, and they'll be six or seven <clears> as well. Okay, so last thing to do, last thing to talk about is obviously the weekend's games. Um, I mean, we haven't podcasted in a while, so we're obviously going to talk about why you know the, the first weekend back, Paul. Uh, but before we do, why is it John Book versus FC Seoul when FC Seoul it used to be the Charity Shield, right? The Charity yeah. Shield, the Korean Charity Shield, but FC Seoul got absolutely nowhere near the FA Cup final. <laughs> I mean, I guess the, the easiest answer is that Chombuk won the double, right? Yeah. But you'd think mm -hmm. they'd then put them up against the losers of the FA Cup, which would have been Ulsan, right? Or the team in knocked out, which was Songnam in the semi-finals. Well, yeah, but it's just the uh, the randomness of the fixture computer. What can you say? 
Yeah, that's why we got Jeju. <laughs> Completely yeah. random, which we're going to talk about in a the, minute, right? Actually, like the one of the Songnam files previously, like that he works for, um, he works for one of a company. He's actually also a part of K League. And the K League asked him, like, give them the parameters to follow the rule and then computing it. So something like the Jeju is going to two aways and two hubs in the rows because they want to save the money for flight fares. Ah, okay. <laughs> Kind of that, so yeah. Um, maybe there is something, some rules that behind of it, but we, we might guess it. You know what I mean? Okay. Well, let's go through them anyway. We'll go through. So the the opening game, uh, which is on Saturday, two p.m., is of course it's a cracker. It's uh, John Brook versus FC So It's a Pohang derby, to be perfectly honest, as we can now start calling it. Paul, <laughs> predictions? I mean, Seoul haven't beaten Chumbuk for a couple of years now, uh, and they normally concede four, so. The smart money would be on a, a 4 0 or a 4 1 to Chumbuk. Oh. You actually did get humped 4 0 three times last year, right? Or something, right? Something like that. And you said, like, if this all's going to top the league, <laughs> they're going to beat every other team three times. <laughs> all right. So we're not going to ask all four, but we'll, we'll go to uh, Joe. Joe, do you care? <laughs> John Book FC so what do you think? I'm going to go for a draw. Yeah. I, actually think, I actually think Seoul could be in for a decent season. Can't be any worse, to be True. honest. But yeah, be, um, next game on Saturday, 4.30 uh, kickoff is, of course, Suwon FC's first game back at the top table, back in the, back with the big boys. It's a way to Daegu. Joe, will you be watching? Will you be travelling? Will you be... I won't be travelling. Uh, moving house on Friday, so that's not happening. I actually saw it was sold out. Um, yeah, so I'll be, I'll, be on the, I'll be watching on TV. I think it's on Sky Sports, that one. I should say 7th pure bravado. <laughs> I would, I'm not going to review, change it, but I'll settle for tenth right now. Um, first day back, bit of exciting. I think I draw. We'll get a draw. Yep. Daegu got rid of a couple of players. A lot of players actually. Like Dehan's gone. Uh, Ed one, Kimpy one's gone. Like, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with a draw. I'm going to go with a draw as well. Um, you still got your man, Cecinia, no, it? Yeah, but quality. I remember Suwon FC when they came back up last time, and uh, I remember. Uh, the first game against Songnam, and we we thought would like win easy, and yeah, they they played the high press, they like they got in the Songnam players' faces, and they did like I think me and Paul did a lot of podcasts about it at the, like that season. They started the season well, and it just fell away because they, they didn't have the have the players. So yeah, I think they'll start reasonably well. I'll I'll go with a draw. I'll go. I definitely think a draw as well. That's the only two games on Saturday. On Sunday we have uh, two games. We have. Paul, we'll go with you first. We have Pohang versus Incheon. Uh, Pohang minus Ilduchenko, minus uh, Brendan O'Neill, <laughs> minus uh, Palosevic, um, plus Brendan O'Neill's wife's purse. <clears throat> <laughs> um, sorry, we can cut that one out. Controversial. <laughs> um, <laughs> what do you think? Pohang Incheon. Will Incheon carry on their end of season form where they scudded someone 6 0? Uh, or do you think Inchon will leave it till the last five games to... Uh, Who did the squad six now? Uh, so. Um, or do you think <laughs> they'll leave it until the last three games again? They'll leave it to the last few games, so uh, this is going to be a home win for me. OK. Tom, agree with Paul. Home win, draw, away win, what do you think? Aye, absolutely. Because uh, Inchon got uh, their midfield to be enhanced, but uh, Pohong's got a pretty strong midfield still, so I think it's Pohong got the head. So they're going to win it. Okay. Um, 
The 4.30pm kickoff uh, on Sunday is Suwon Blue Wings versus Guangzhou, a game that we probably no one will watch and no one probably really cares about. <laughs> uh, I'd probably rather watch K2 than that game. Um, I'm going to go with uh, nothing each draw. Uh, Joe, agree, disagree? I think Blue Wings will win. I, th- I think they, they look good in the ACL in the Middle East and they've not made many changes compared to most teams. I think it's like 6 in and 14 out, which is just, you know... Not many compared to other teams. Guangzhou seem to be the ones lost, everyone's lost taking. Face, right? Sorry? They've lost what's-his-face. Tigert. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I mean, that exactly is why we are everyone's favourite English-language podcast about the Key League. Because we just call players what's-his-face as opposed to <laughs> thinking about what I don't think he contributed too much last season. I mean, what, what was moving out there was Guangzhou seem to be everyone's tip for 12th in the other predictions that I've seen. I, I don't know if what it's based on, I, I haven't looked closely, although they did sign two Sioux and SC defenders, so that could be why. <laughs> I think just the manager going there. I think, I think you know, him moving to Seoul, Guangzhou were surprisingly finishing the top top six last year. Uh, yeah, I would. But that was enormous. They finished sixth, but on the same points as Busan, was that right? Or, or was it the same points as Incheon? I can't remember. Yeah, they lost all the games after the split, and yeah, yeah, and they only get into the split by finishing one goal higher than Songnam's goal difference as well. Okay, uh, also we have two games on the Monday because Monday is a national holiday for something. I don't know what it is. I'm sure it's important. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> we have a. I'm sure it is. Yeah, we we need to bring in the our famous YouTuber who just know about the Korean morning. Any <laughs> any one of us? Cool. Sure Can like you explain some... for us? It's, it's probably it's some celebration of uh, independence from someone. I have no idea, right? <laughs> um, anyway, Edda, 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 Edda. <laughs> we have a juniorless Osan uh, facing a Mata-esque Gangwon. Uh, Tom? I bet Osan to win because uh, Gangwon is like more like Bling FC kind of things. Like the, on, on the, the articles, they think about like how they're the Gavas great tactics technical genius but like when you see the kind of the results it's never been like that great as much they, they described so I think it's also has got more uh, motivation to win that game because they need to show the home young boys first game to win uh, yeah, Joe agree I do agree but I, I, just to touch on a couple of things you know obviously Ulsan won the ACL and 23 players have moved on you know oh, 10 true. in and 23 out it's, it's remarkable um, so yeah we'll be interested to see how that goes I didn't watch their games at the World Club Championships Obviously, Gang One okay. signed a few, and E Young E Young Pio's come in as well as the as it's a chairman or CEO or something. He's also a manager, but yeah, so they, they are trying to change things up as well. I'll go, I'll go, Ilsan though, yeah. And a uh, final game <laughs> on on Monday, four uh, thirty, um, Songnam against uh, a team called Jeju that are managed by well, some guy called Nam. Um, I have to check my phone there to see. <laughs> Who, who that is. What about uh, yourself, like, Mark, this time? What do you think about this Jeju game? What can I say? Um, greatest day of my life. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say uh, home win song now. And it'll be the only home win <laughs> that they'll get the whole season. <laughs> um, I think last year they got one home win against John Book, right? No, two home wins to, to beat Pusan in the last game, right? Um, they were atrocious at home last year. Uh, fans are back in, obviously. Um, I think like the tickets go on sale tomorrow for most clubs. No, no, sorry, Thursday or tomorrow for some clubs and Thursday for Songnam. Uh, home win, um, but 
I do think Nam will keep Jeju up pretty easily. Uh, but I think he'll start slow, then he'll he'll grind out those results in the middle. Um, so I'm going to say home win for Songnam, but a very, very, very long season. Mm. Tom? Goalie straw, which has been, been famous for uh, Nam Gale, been a years. And I don't think like a Kim Namil's team can score. Um, I don't know, like I said, last season was surprising. Like they faced the Guangzhou Junior win. And that's the most prolific game ever in the whole season, the first game. So maybe that happened again. So, yeah. In in in, in our defense, we beat John Book two now as well. Uh, oh. So, but that was two. a poor John Book team, and then we lost in the semi-final to them. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think it's going to be yeah. It's going to be a long season for for the Forty Eight Shades podcast because I don't think any team's going to be doing exactly well. The first guess, few weeks have been sorry. The first few weeks have been interesting as well. Kind of play each other weeks yeah. two, three, and four. So yeah. uh, it'll be a bit of um, inter podcast needle. Uh, well, just before we do yeah, finish the podcast, I just won't. I just won't send the links to anyone. <laughs> I think we should have a, a moment silence for K two. And none of us are in K two. Just blank it. <laughs> That's shocking. K two. Who's going to win it, Paul? Who's going to win K two? John. Okay, Dejon. Joe, who's going to win K2? Young Nam. Come on. Tom, <laughs> oh, who's going to win K2? Um, for me, um, Dejon. Okay, for me, it's the army. Um, <laughs> Gimchon. And they won't get promoted anyway, so <laughs> probably because they're in Gimchon or something like that now. Okay, guys, anything for anyone? Anything else? Any other quick points, Paul? We're running over our promised 45-minute podcast length. Yeah, the refs just hold up five minutes of time added on. Uh, I want to say, last year, with corona and everything, most of the games we couldn't get to, and even with those that you could, you decided not to. Are you going to change your opinion and change attend some matches this year, or are you going to stick away now that it's still in kind of COVID, um, what do you call it, koridugi? Social distancing. You're more Korean now. Tune in, tune in midweek for Paul and Tom's Korean-only podcast. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm going to go to a couple of games this season. I'm going to take my son, basically. That's the only reason. I'm not really sure. I don't really know if I want to... Like, I've been to... Uh, when I used to go off alcohol for Lent, I've been to a few games and it was torture. So I'm not really sure I want to go and sit and have no singing, no drinking, no cheering, no hugging. <laughs> No hug can sometimes be quite <laughs> no, if you go with Arthur. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I mean, I think probably because of my kid, I'm going to take him a couple of games. Uh, I don't know if I can make that journey. I'll probably go to a lot of Inchon games, so I guess I'll see you all in a weekend. But, yeah, I will try and go to some games this season. I didn't go to any football at all last year, so I'm going to try and make up for it and go to a few games this year. Joe? Hopefully go to a few. Um, although... You know, if we it depends how long. Ten percent attendance is just grim. I think you know the numbers, the atmosphere, <laughs> the atmosphere is as if so. And FC is normally rocking, but at the same time, there is other fans who are uh, have been more committed longer than me, and I think it's fair that they get tickets first. So you know, but hopefully get to a few as things open up. Okay, Tom, for me, like I got a. My son's due date is like twentieth uh, of May, so I just got a narrow window. Attended the games about like uh, late um, March to the early April, so 
I'll you go. I'm going to use that chance. Tom, my son and your son's Kappa is going to be incredible. Kappa, sorry. <laughs> All right. So she oh, thought to get the matching tracksuits there. <laughs> no, like, I always like call it the Capo for some for some strange reason, right? Probably because there's a bar in View Park called Capos, and I, I can't I, I can't bring myself to say it. Uh, Paul, will you go? You you went to the most games of anyone in the podcast, obviously. Like Tom went to maybe one or two, but you went to quite a few last year, right? A couple. Uh, I think I went to maybe three after things opened up again. But yeah, I mean, I live near the ground. I don't have much else going on in my life, so <laughs> why not? And on that depressing note, I would out to kick and only be something like uh, dry your eyes, mate, or something, right? That, that was more like uh, the, the English comedy, like, what was that, the Black Books-ish? Yeah, kind of, no, <laughs> that tone, right? Yeah. But we're back, K-League's back, 48 Shades is back. Um, everyone's happy again and uh, it was a pleasure guys as always uh, enjoy the rest of your night and yeah um, take it away Alistair whatever it is you decide to play it.